Okay. All right. Well, it's like great to see everybody back. Um, I really, really, really miss this year, actually, when we're not meeting. It's like really something that I miss. I'm really glad that we're here. Glad for those who are here. Don't mention any of them by name. Yep. You made it, Rana. You made it. You made it. You made it. You made it just you in time. Text. There's, you have to guess something. Hi. I texted her also. I texted her also. I texted her also. You got like 100 texts. I know. I still see Rona in the, in the food store if I don't get to see her this year. But now we get to see each other here. So that's good. Um, okay. So first I want to thank Jenny and Steve for sponsoring t- uh, today. Le'ila Nishmas Fega Bas Avram, Jenny's grandmother. Um, and uh, our learning should be a zuchas for her neshama. Um, okay, so I, I think most years we don't usually start by Parshas Noah. You know how I know? Because I went back to check my Your notes. And I have no shear from Parshas Noah, which is great because it gave me a chance to do whatever we want today. So I thought we would do not your typical, well, I guess it's a little bit typical, but not totally typical. I'm not gonna, we're not going to talk about Noah today. We're going to talk about Big Dabavil. Because the story of Noah, I mean, that's not a reason why. There's nothing wrong with Noah. But, um, but there, the story of Big Dabavil, I think, is like many stories in Bereshit that we always talk about, that we know very well, but we don't know so well. We know, what, we know what the story is, but there's a lot going on in this story, and it's not so clear what's going on in this story. There's a lot of different opinions of what's going on in this story. So let's just get started, and we'll do what we always do. Here we go. And this is already, right, just to remind ourselves, this is already after Noah. Noah the Mabal came already. Noah and his family were saved from the Mabal. They start to build, build families again. Um, and the world now gets to this place. Okay, and what happens? The whole world was now, they translate here in Safari, everyone on the earth had the same language and the same words. Okay, dvarim achadim. What would you want, what would you say if you went to say they spoke the same language? What would you say? Same language? What would you say? So safachad is, is same language. So what's dvarim achadim? Good question, right? Dvarim achadim does not mean they speak the same language. That's what Safa achas means. Right? So what is dvarim achadim? We're going to have to see what that means and why. Yeah, yeah. What do you got? Ready? Yeah. You're united <laughs> conceptually on some ideology or something. Oh, so maybe it's ideology. Good. So, good. 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 So dvarim achadim is not talking about the language. It's talking about something going on, right, much more, yeah. whatever you want to call it, sociologically in this community. And they traveled... Mi Kadem from the east, okay? And they found some valley in the Eretz of Shinar and they settled there. And they said to each other, Let's go uh, create bricks and, uh, and, and burn them up, right? Use like a, use a furnace to make bricks. So they're going to use. Uh, you're going to use bricks, they're going to use mortar, and they're going to build something here, right? And what should we do with these bricks? We should build a city. And a, and a tower with its head in the sky. And we should make... Create a name for ourselves. Create a name for ourselves, okay. Because what are we worried about? Pen is always... Lest, lest we, but real English out, is not lest. So it doesn't. Yeah, happen. we're worried about something. Lest, right? Pen is always, I'm worried about something. Maybe we're going to get scattered across the world. Why would they be nervous about getting scattered across? That's what, it's bizarre, right? What's bizarre about this phrase? What's bizarre about them saying at this stage in the story, 
Holy cow, I hope we don't get scattered across the whole world. Why is that a weird thing for I me mean, to say? Happens. That's what happens yeah. to them. It's so weird. What, are they, what they knew that was going to happen? It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Holy cow, I hope that, that we don't get spread across the whole world. Why would they think they're going to get spread across the whole world? That's what God does to them somewhat miraculously. So why, would they, why are they worried about that now? But okay, so it's very, very bizarre, right? Okay, so what happens? Okay, but what, what could that be? What are they worried about? What, what could that mean that they're worried about? More simply. They're probably not worried about some miraculous miracle that's going to send them scattered across the world. Maybe they're worried about that, but what would the other possibility that they're worried about? Another flood. Okay, maybe another flood. No, well, if they're traveling east from the east, from the east? Yeah, from the east. Yeah, to some unknown area, they settle in a valley. Like, if people go to trade or whatever, they might... Not find their way back to the community. And okay, so so they're lost. They want to, yeah, they want to create some kind of. I'm gonna say it. A safe space. They want to create a space. Sorry, that that, that they feel co- everybody comfortable in that place. We don't want people spreading out and going far and getting lost. And who knows what's gonna happen to you? We know what happens to people in the world. They get killed by a flood, right? So like, let's keep ourselves all sounds like connected to each other in a small area. Yeah. How far after this is, does this take place after the After flood? the flood? What, is this like... There's 10 generations from Avram to Noach and 10 generations from Noach to... Sorry, from Adam to Noach and 10 generations from Noach to Avraham, I think. So, uh, so it's like, you know, I don't know. You know what? I'll tell you right now. I mean, like, how many people are we talking no, about here? That's what I'm getting. Like, Gotta I mean, love art scroll because yeah, they... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. The other day, I was the distracted back, right? by the well, like, partial. Like, yes, like, like, there's like 2,000 people. There's 10,000 people. Right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, there's a, there's a thing, right? Is it in the main? Is it in the back? I think it's in the... It's in the front. It's in the back. In the back. It's kind of like a million. All the charts. Yes. Like right? the charts. Yes, but that might be an old version and not have it. If only it lasts. Like an older version. Oh. List of the animal offerings. That's not what we're looking for. <laughs> So I don't know. Okay, we we'll have to. Like, getting them before we talk about how many about people it. we're okay. talking about here. Like, what? Is, how many people? Like, is this probably thousands of people? Thousands. I, was, I would imagine so. This is a, this is a number of years. This is uh, we find that Avraham is born right after this story. Okay. So we're talking like a, a, like a couple few hundred, a couple hundred years, I think, after the after the flood already. Okay. So we're like, you know, we're definitely worried still. There's still reason to talk about that concern about the flood. We're going to see Rashi is going to talk about that. But we're still far enough out that there's enough people around. Okay. Right? This is not like, there are not 10 people okay. building this building. This is a much larger group at this point. But probably, I would, I would imagine, I, I, I'm a little bit making up, but thousands of people would not be surprising at this stage. But, but they had this fear. There's something they're afraid of about being spread around. So what happened? Hashem comes down to see. Also a weird phrase. Why is that a weird phrase? Why does he need to come down? You yeah. can see everything from... When I was a kid, when I was a kid, and I was in Little League, so there was a really tall kid on the... I was on one team, there's another really tall kid on a different team. His name was Kevin Gilroy. I have to remember this thing, right? I was 11. <laughs> Kevin Gilroy was his name. He was very tall. I mean, he was probably like 5'8". We were little. He was very tall. And when he would, he was a pitcher, and he would look, he would look down like this before he would pitch. And I told my brother... I still remember this. I told my brother, I said, you know what he has to look down? Because he's so tall, he can't see the plate. And they're like, Penny, that's not true. <laughs> right? But I still remember that when I was little, right? But it's sort of the same thing. Like, God doesn't have to look down to see... Right? Also weird. What's going on here? So what, so what would it mean? Why is Vayered Hashem Lir Os Es Ha'ir V'Es Ha'midah? 
He's taking greater interest. He's, yeah, he's looking at this thing, right? Okay. He's paying attention. God's paying attention. Well, we're, we're, I don't know if he's okay or not okay, but he's just looking. He's paying a lot of attention to what they're doing. And Hashem says, Hey, they have they're one nation and they have one language. And this is what they have begun to do. If you put a period there, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. It could go either way. It could go either way, right? This is what they decided to do. Well, okay. Okay, but now God says, I'm not, I'm not going to allow this to happen. Why is it strange? No, I was reading ahead to the next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Without cheating, I would say it was strange. Why is it strange anyways? But why does he care if they build a tall tower? They can't reach him. They can't reach God. So what's the difference? Who? No, no, whoa, whoa, forget reaching God. They're not hurting anybody. Just read the story. What's weird about this? God's reaction. Why is God's reaction strange to us at this stage? If you just you don't know anything else yet, why is it a weird reaction? Why would it be bad for people to work towards a common? Yeah, common? right. Who what cares? a nice thing. Who cares? Who's it hurting? If anything, zech lamasos. Wow, shkayach, beautiful, achenu. Let's have a kumzitz. It's so nice. They're all getting together, working, working together, getting along. The first people Common killed goal. each other, yeah. right? These people are working together. So what is what's bothering God? Good. Okay. Okay. Um, so he says, so, so, Hava. so I'm going to come down now. Let's go down. Let's go down and Navla Sham Svasam. Naval is, yeah, to, to mix like Balal. We're going to see like, to mix up their languages. So that what? This is not a Midrash. This is, this is what the Torah says. They don't understand each They won't understand each other. I'm going to mix up their language so they can't understand each other. That's what I'm going to do. Right, we tell it like the children's story, but this is what he actually, this is, this is the, the simple shot in the story. So what did Hashem do? And Hashem spread them across the whole world and they stopped. Right? And they weren't able to uh, build the city. That's why they call this area Babel. You hear a bit later, right? This place called Babylon. This is where Hashem mixed up the languages of the whole world. And from this point, Hashem spread them. That's why it's called the Dor HaFlaga, right? The, the nation that, the, the generation got spread out. Okay? Anything weird about this? We're not going to answer all your questions. This is impossible. I mean, the we thing could is, literally, uh, we could, we could learn for 10 weeks just about this story. The strangest thing is the near Dav and Nivla. Who is he talking to? Meaning? Who else? Who is he talking Hashem to? Hashem is one person. Yeah. One individual. Near Dav. Hashem is a chad. The we? We. Where else does Hashem it's, do that? And the, in, in Bracious? Yeah. Make man. Right? Mm-hmm. Nasa right. Adam. Right. It's the same thing. Right? It's all just like you understand like where other religions get. Or people who think that, yeah. but that's what Rashi says. What is Hashem doing? When, when he says, Nase Adam, Hashem, Rashi says, what are you doing? Right? You're, make, you're opening the, the pathways right. for people to be heretics. People say, oh, there's two gods. Right? You open the, you open okay. the door. And so what, what is the answer there? So Rashi says, the answer is Hashem wanted to show humility. So he, he wanted to, let's, let's make man. Okay, I'm going to do it myself. But let's, I'll say to the angels, come on, let's do it together. Uh, so, so I heard a beautiful Peshat, actually. This is totally not what I was going to talk about today. I heard a beautiful Peshat on that. On that. Who said it? Oh, someone said to me. Who said it? I'm going to miss, I'm gonna, I don't want to quote, I'll misquote. Somebody said, really nicely, they said, what do you see from there? You see that Hashem cares more about Midos Tovos, He cares more about teaching us how to be menshlach than He cares about theology. Some people mess up, they'll think there's two gods, but I'd rather teach you about humility and how to treat other people and say, you know what, join me, let's do it together. And even if it's going to open the door to 
people, you know, who are going to make claims about there's not one God, etc. But fine. Um, but yeah, same problem here. Same problem here. Why is he using that language? But the story is crazy because it's literally a self-fulfilling prophecy. They purposely built the tower to not be scattered, and so Hashem scattered them for building the tower, which is crazy. Okay, so where do we it's get the idea that they built the tower to get closer yeah. to God? Mm-hmm. But we don't And why punish them? Paralyze their arms. So why punish them? Good, why punish them? It's a strange punishment, too. Right, what's so bad? Why are they worried about being scattered? Why does Hashem Taka scatter them? Right? What is this this all about? Well, it says to make a name for ourselves. So that's Uh, a hint of why they're doing it. Right. And by the way, if you're all the people in the world... Where you making you make like, <laughs> you have no followers, dude. Right. You're the only person, right? So, like, what are you doing, right? Make yourselves a name. What does that mean? So, we have to, so it doesn't mean to be famous. Clearly, it means something else. Make make ourselves a name is a that's a colloquialism that we use today, but presumably it means something different for them. Good. And what's one really important? I think one really important piece of this whole conversation is. Because we are, we believe in Hashem, and Hashem is true, and Hashem's responses are true. So what is for sure true? That if Hashem responded with anger towards this, what does that something mean? Wrong. There, there, was, there was something going on here. Yeah. Right? And, that be, and that's yeah. the, the entrance to the whole conversation. Because if you don't, right, I know it yeah. sounds obvious, it's elementary, but if you don't believe that, then you ask questions like, what's wrong with God? Right? So our, our, we start with, nothing's wrong with God. God knows everything, and God is, knows what's good and bad and true. So if God is responding in that way, what does it mean? It must mean there was something going on here that was no good. By the way, the same thing happens with Cain and Hevel. Cain is the first one to bring the Korban, not Hevel. He comes first, mm-hmm. and God rejects him. And so all the refreshment are like, what did he do wrong? But the answer is, he must have done something wrong because God rejected him, right? So I mean, it's the same, same question here. If It seems like so bizarre. What did they possibly do? But the thing we have to deconstruct here is well they must have done something if god got angry and god responded because otherwise what are we doing here right if god's angry then 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 there's something that they did so the question okay we have to deal with is what made god angry okay so let's take a look take a look at two approaches approach number one is be rashi what (laughs) (laughs) we always do somehow right here we go here we go here we go here we go You've gotten used to it, Jen, you know? My, my school homework sheets. So, uh, says Rashi, Udvarim Achadim. What was the Dvarim Achadim, the, 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 the thing they were united about? Source number two. Bo Be'itza Achas. They had one intention. Ve'amru. And they said, Lo kol heimenu shiyavra lo asayonim. But not so fast, you know, that we're gonna, you know, that, that, the, that, that Hashem's gonna control us up, up top there. Na'alela rakia. Let's go up to the Shemaim. V'na'aseh imo milchama. And let's fight God. What's God think he is? Right? God's going to control us. God's not going to control us. We're going to fight God. Right? But this one we've heard since we're little. Right? This idea that they wanted to fight Hashem. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Why would you think you could fight God? I don't know. Devarachar. sha'olam. What does it mean? Devarim achadim. They were going after Yachid. Right? They were going after Hashem. And that's what's called Devarim achadim. Devarachar. Another possibility. Devarim achadim. Every 1,656 years, the year 1656, the world collapsed. The, the Shemaim collapsed. And there was a, there was a, a Mabel. So what happened? We're going to make for it 
Something to hold something to hold up the sky. Right. Another possibility. We'll hold up the sky. That doesn't sound so bad. I guess, right? What's I guess why is it why is that bad? If you're gonna attack God, I guess I guess why that's bad. Rebelling against Hashem, that's a bad thing. Well, because you're saying I'm trying to like subvert Hashem's will if he wants to destroy the world. Like, right, right. So maybe that's bad because God says, No, 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 we don't work this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need your help. I can do it myself. Right? I can do it myself. I don't I don't need you, I don't need you to hold up the sky. Thank you very much. Right? Okay. And what's the con- concern? Penafutz, right? We said, what's the concern? Source number three. What's the wor- what are they worried about? We're going to get spread out. Shliyavi aleinu shumaka lafitzeinu mikan. Actually, you shouldn't bring on us some type of plague or a, some way of attacking us to get us out of here. So if they're saying that, what's Rashi saying? If they're already concerned that God's going to scatter them. They're doing something wrong. Right. Or they intend to do something Right. They know we, we're up to no good. Mm-hmm. We're up to no good, Rashi. They, they knew they were up to no good. So if you know we're up to no good, so what do you say? We've got to make sure we don't get caught. Oh, they got caught. Okay, good. So, right? That's the whole point here, right? According to Rashi, their penafutz, our penachalar, it says we don't want to get, you know, God to kind of figure us out. And, you know, how much do they know about God's, like, omnipotence and God's knowledge of everything? And we don't know. To be honest, at this mm-hmm. stage, like how much they know, how much they're aware. Like Adam and Chava and Kain and Hevel, like they know, Noach knows. We know that the people between Kain and Hevel and Noach, they clearly are not as cognizant of Hashem's control over the world or don't really pay attention to it that much. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be surprising that the Dorah Flag also, like after a certain number of years, they start to, right, they know there's like some great grandparent who talked to God and God punished them. But like maybe they don't, they, they have a sense. But maybe they don't know that God knows everything, or they don't know that God's watching them every second, right? So they, they yeah, you know, let's take care of things and let's do it quick so that God doesn't spread us out, and let's make sure we're united against Him, which is all for it's all silly if you really know who God is. But maybe they don't totally know. I think they have PTSD from the mob. It's like they might from like generations, yeah. where like their whole thing is about yeah, know, like protecting themselves. Also. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> no, but right, <laughs> correct. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Right? How much human psychology remains? Exactly the same. So many thousands of years later, people have experiences, even generational experiences, and they learn from history, and they're worried about history, and they're worried about what could happen to them. We're like that. I mean, yeah, 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 exactly. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good. Fine. Um, Fine. Why should they be punished? It's a fair question. Well, so what? So what could you? So it's a fair point. If that's really, if, if that's really what's happening, if if that's really what's happening, no, no, no it's a fair point. Dina's point is a fair point. If if they're all just like responding to their right, their traumatic experiences or their generational trauma right, of what's happened to them in the past, so why should they be held accountable for that? Well, the implication is that that wasn't the main reason, I guess. Right? If Hashem was really getting mad at them, then that wasn't their real goal. Was it just to? build a tower to protect themselves if there was a flood, right? I mean, Rashi seems to say this. <coughs> they want to make sure that a flood doesn't happen. <coughs> so, why, so why is that still wrong? But it doesn't say here, like, Vaychar, Po, or anything. Like, it doesn't say clearly Hashem was angry. So maybe it wasn't so much a punishment as, like, this is the solution to the problem you have. Sorry, guys. This one's not going to... Try again. Try again. Why would he not want them united and he wants okay, to separate and spread? Good. So we have to address that question. Right, right. But if wars, but if, battles. Right. No, but maybe, maybe you could argue. It's a fair point. Maybe you could argue that it's not a punishment. 
Maybe it's not a punishment. Did anybody die? Do any of them get, get like, you know, we, we don't find any terrible, horrible thing that happens to them. They have different languages now, which is kind of bizarre. And they now get spread around the world and they got to start again. And that's upset. I'm sure they were not happy when this happened, but we don't find anybody's killed. God usually does do a lot of killing. When I, when I, when I lived in Charleston, I, Char- I told you this, when I lived in Charleston. I think I told you this, right? The girl in Charleston, right? When I lived in Charleston and I used to like learn with college students on, the cam- on campus. So I had a girl once who said to me, she's like, I'm just telling you, Rabbi. She's like, that guy is angry. I said, what do you mean? She's like, every week, like 10,000 people, 40,000 people, 3,000 people. I'm like, it's a good point. I don't have to tell you. He's <laughs> <laughs> your God who loves us and wants me. He's always killing people in the Torah. And it's a very good point. But my point is, we're not going to talk about that now. But stay tuned. But, um, but, but the point is that God does often respond in the Torah with killing people if they do the wrong thing. And he doesn't do that here. Right? He doesn't do that here. So it's the, they're not as bad as the door of Noah. That's clear. They need to be destroyed. So maybe they're spreading them out. It's just like, okay, good try. Not what we want to do. Try again. Right. I mean, could be. Maybe just seeing that any one group having too much power to some extent, unif- unified purpose and power, can be dangerous. Can be dangerous. Can so be even if at this point it wasn't, and clearly, like, it's not going to hold the sky up and they're not going to win against Hashem, but maybe just looking, he's like, took the long view and said, take this a few generations out, we could be in trouble. Let's start spreading people out. Sometimes diversity is a good thing. Ah, so we're gonna we're gonna see safer. We're gonna see the Pirkei Yehuda in a second. We're just gonna talk about this question of this diversity question. It's a really good one. Um, take a look at the Zohar for some days because I like. I was just reading the Zohar the other day, so I figured I would show. I'm joking. I was reading the Zohar. Uh, I also don't have random. I'm not. I'm, I may look it, but I'm not it. Yeah, give me a couple of years. Um, the Zohar says in source number six, I have actually an English translation of the Zohar, which I did not translate, which says, so I don't even, I don't actually remember where I got this from. See what is written. Behold, they are one nation with one language for all. See, since they are one heart and one design, they're speaking the holy language, Hebrew, apparently, says the Zohar. Now I will not hold them back from all they desire to do. And there is no one, sorry, now I, yeah, sorry, and there is no one who can prevent them in accomplishing their goals. Rather, what will I do? I'll confuse their levels above and their language below, and I'll thereby prevent their success. And if on account of their being united with one heart, one desire, and all speaking Hebrew, it states, I will not hold them back, and the heavenly court cannot control them, then us who involve ourselves in the Torah, and we are united with one heart and one desire, how much more so, says the Zohar. Everything that's negative in the Torah, we always have a rule. Anything that has negative, that is, it has a power for the negative, has a power much more so many, many times over for the positive, right? So the, un- the unity for something that the Yubon does not want is so powerful. The Yubon says, I can't leave them alone. If I, le- if I don't come down, God says, right, and like take care of this, they're going to be so powerful, it's going to be dangerous. Why? You're God. And so there's something about this unity that's very dangerous. So the Zohar says, wow, take a look at that, right? How, how powerful the, the unity is for the, po- for the negative Imagine how much more powerful it could be for the positive. It's in point higher anyways. Fine. But according to Rashi, this approach is like this generational PTSD, this fear of what might happen to them if they don't support the sky. By the way, the other approach in Rashi is still that rebelling against God. Right? That when we get the punishment part of this, if it's a punishment. Fine. But that's approach number one. But the Piccolo Rebelezer has a very different approach to this issue and similar to what Bina was talking about. Take a look at the source number seven. Says as follows. Repinchas Omer. Avanim Livnos They didn't have any stones 
in order to build the city or the tower. And what did they do? Right, so what did they do? So they, they fired these uh, you know, bricks until they were ready to go to be built. To make them seven mil in the sky. And they had like a, like a ramp on each side. And how can you get up that high? And so these huge, seven mil is very far. All right, it's very far. Um, it's not really, it's hard to imagine even that's physically possible for it to be that high. Seven mil is like number of, you know, how many mil, how much is a mil? A mil is uh, four mil is, it's a lot. Let's see that. It's a lot. It's very high. The Elu Shahayu, did I put it in here? No. Uh, you could no. have made up anything. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to make it up. It's very high. It's very high. It's very high. And how would they get these bricks up? They go from the eastern side. They would carry the bricks up. And you would go down. It was one way, one way entrance. You go up one side and down the other side. If a person would fall from the tower and would die which wouldn't be so surprising, it's seven mil in the sky, nobody would care. But if a brick would fall, if a brick would fall, they would sit and they would cry and say, when are we to ever see another brick like this? What a bizarre medrash. It's a medrash. It's a medrash. It's a medrash. What, what does that mean? What is that speaking to? What does that sound like? Well, their priority wasn't cohesiveness among each other. And what was the priority? For each other is materialism. Okay, you could go there. Right? They're, but there sounds like at least that their main goal was whatever it is that we're building, but not the people who are building it. Right? The goal is what we're trying to create, not the people who are involved in the project. No, but that's shots. That, no, that, no, that's no, that's that's no, that's no, 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 from the translation, it seems like he's stressing the work that was involved in making these bricks. It wasn't like there were stones readily available. Right, so they had to, like had to put a lot of effort into making them. So that means what they're really doing is they're prioritizing the importance of the things they made with their own hands over human life, which you could trace back to things Hashem makes. Things Hashem makes. Okay, good. So take a look at the Kliyakar, source number eight. Kliyakar and source number eight writes as follows. And the Kliyakar, whenever we talk about the Kliyakar, I always tell you that. I feel like he lived like in the 1800s, not in the 1500s, because the way he talks about what's going on, and it's going to be true here also. This is what's going on. This is why they, are, they get scattered around. Right? They were all one, doing the same thing. They had, they're getting along. They're nervous. There's so many people. What's going to happen? We're going to start to spread out. He cannot be in one place. They never saw it in Manhattan, right? Everybody, millions of people in one, right? 
We're going to end up fighting with each other. If we have different people in different places and we have different communities, what's going to happen? They're going to fight with each other and they're going to, they're going to cause wars. We're nervous. We're going to spread out and we're not going to be united anymore. Right? I want to keep everyone together because what's going to happen? Let's make this the place to be. People want to be where the people are at. They don't want to be by themselves. Right? No one wants to live in upstate New York. I do. But most people don't want to live like upstate in these big... They want to be like with like everybody, right? It sounds very like noble. Right, everyone. Let's let's make this the place to be, so everyone's gonna stay in the hub. If they had not said, "Let's make for ourselves a name," it would have been fine. It would have been great. They would have stayed unified. Now, when they said, "Let's make a name for ourselves," Gilu, they revealed. They explained. They really are revealing what they're really about. They want people to say, oh, look at these, they want to, this is not selling a shame the way that we would say it, right? Like they want people to, to talk about them, think that they're all that, think that they're amazing. They want everyone to like, look at us. If they're looking, out for this guy over here, right? Then this whole, this whole project's going to be a problem. If it's all about me, right? And it's not about us, it's going to cause a lot of problems, right? And therefore Hashem says, great idea, in theory, at first, sounds great. I'm not interested in this. What does, this, what does that mean? Any thoughts? Does this make sense? Does it make sense? Yeah, what do you mean? What's, does this explain to you why it's so bad? <clears throat> Why does it get so bad? Refresh is the explain why it gets so bad. But according saying, to Yaker, he thinks it's bad just for this reason. I'm not sure I'm understanding it correctly. But yeah. Is he saying like it's sort of about pride and elevating themselves and feeling big and important or something? It sounds like it's got to be the, like the people who are <coughs> the leaders here or whatever you want to call it, the heads of, the, of this group, right, are now like elevating themselves. And this fits actually very nicely with this Pekito of the At the end of the day, if, it, if it's about us... So then, I, then when the person falls off the thing, then I'm going to be sad, mm-hmm. right? If it's about the thing, so what's going to happen? So, so it doesn't. So they need some sacrifices, you know, whatever. Like you know, some people have to fall. It's going to happen, right? Right. As long as we make our name first, but that's what's going to happen. We're going to start to devalue the individual because we're so busy building the thing. But Rav Hirsch takes it a step further, and I think this is why I, I think this story is so important. So many thousands of years later. And he writes like this. If it goes on to say that God descended to see the city and the tower which men had built for themselves, that is to look into the matter before giving judgment, that tells us that building a city or a tower is nothing wrong in itself. Meaning, God, why does God come down, says Refresh? He says, I gotta see, I gotta take a look. It's not so clear this is bad. Maybe it's not so bad at all. Accordingly, the wrong and the danger to the whole morale, moral future must lie in the purpose for which it was built in the feelings, which actuated the builders. The stress of the whole project sort of lies in the express purpose, let us make a name for ourselves. If we consider what the, that implies, we know we are standing at the threshold of world history. Who says let us make a name for ourselves? 
the whole of that generation. But if the general public say we would make ourselves a name, it can be only be directed against two powers. I mean, this is the point Refresh is making. There's nobody else around. What are you making a name for yourself for? So who are you directing your name at? Only two bases. Against God who's above them or against the individual who's beneath them. For a whole generation as a community has nobody beside them. Right? So now settle under shame. We're going to make ourselves the place to be is either in rebellion against Kadosh Baruch Hu, like Rashi or we will subjugate the individual. Right? Accordingly, the whole community came together in a plane. They come to the idea there where there are no forests, no rocks, no stone, nothing provided by nature for building. They'll manufacture everything by human hands. They see thereby what a community can do if they all join forces and work together, how they can overcome and master. This is a beautiful thing in general, right? But they decide to make something that shall serve as a perpetual reminder of the power of the community over the individual. And I think the point you made, what, I, what this makes me think about is like the idea of right, that is dangerous for the world. Right? We don't want that. Right? We don't want a world where everybody speaks the Slavic language and everyone has the same ideas. Because that, that's, that's not going to be healthy. What are they nervous about? What's the nervous thing that Kliyaka says that we're nervous about, right? We're nervous about what's going to happen. There's going to be multiple communities and multiple people and they're all going to have their own ideas. Khalila. And what's the answer? What does God say? No, that's Spread them out. Thing, right. It's okay. They're different types of people. And they're going to think different things and have different ideas. And one group's going to be a certain way and another group's going to be a different way. And you know what's going to might happen? You might disagree. And what are you going to have to do about it? I said, God, I'm not going to figure it out. He said, I'm not going to figure that out for you. Right? But if we're all exactly the same and have to think exactly the same and do everything exactly the same, it's not going to work. What's end up happening is we, f- we then... We then Take left-handed children and make them righties, right? And we do whatever we need to do to make everybody fit in exactly the same box. And nobody fits in the same box. That's not going to work. That's not society's going to flourish. Was God angry at them? I don't know, right? But what the Medrash and what Rav Hirsch and what the Kliyakar seem to be saying is, whether God's angry or not, he's saying that's not a society that's going to work for us as human beings. A society where everybody is safachas udvarim achadim. It sounds nice, Right? But if, you, if it becomes like the Pirkei of the that we are right, requiring everyone to be just the same, that's not how the Rebbe made human beings. He didn't make us all just the same. Right? And if that's true, God says, you know what? We don't want to be all different. That's not good. And that's okay. Like, you can drive that car. And drive, it's okay. We don't have to all have like the Honda Odyssey. Right? And I went to. Right? We have to like, oh, right, it's okay. It's all right. We can, you, can have your own, you, know, you can have a whatever. I don't know, whatever you want to have. Right? Like, it's okay. It's okay, right? And I think that we, we, we do that when we're in high school and we do it when we get older and we do it politically and we do it hashkafically and we do it in every way. Right? We want everyone to be just like me because then I feel good and I feel comfortable and I can feel calm and I don't have to like worry. Because right? anyone who's not like me, what does it make me feel? Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Lesser. Challenge. Lesser. Challenge. Maybe their way is the better way. It makes me have to think. Judged. Yeah. I think that's some. But then the whole other very large group of people who just don't want to be like anyone else, and their whole goal in life is just to differentiate themselves. But then they're, in the end of the day, what are they doing? They're just being part of the group of people who differentiate themselves. Everyone, you know why? Because everybody wants a group. Everybody wants a group, right? We become a person who's, oh, I'm going to be that rebel who dresses like, we're just like somebody. You saw it somewhere, right? We all want a group. That's normal to want a group. The difference is wanting a group 
versus wanting everyone to be like my group or your group doesn't matter or your group doesn't count. Right, right. right? But how do you blame them if we go back to saying, you know, Hashem destroyed the world because of a Chaos. group of people that subscribe to a different set of beliefs. Whatever they wanted. And, yeah. So like these people are around and they're saying, we're afraid of that happening again. So let's make sure we all stick to like a, a, a similar set of guidelines. Why? I, I don't see that. So, as so, a, so I think Adidas point is so interesting. Is it really a punishment? Maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe it's not a punishment. Like, Who said? The children's story version of this where it's like they wanted to reach Hashem. That's Rashi. That's Rashi. That's Rashi. Mm-hmm. It's a much easier. They have mustaches and pointy hats <laughs> and they're, Right. Or they're like kind of well-meaning people who want to keep everyone together. And God said, that's great. But like you can't have like the whole world live in one. Like Manhattan's great. But like we can't do that. Everyone can't live there. Only so many high-rises. And I don't want that, says God. At least, again, this is not the only approach. But I think it's an interesting approach because it, I think it, it opens our eyes to the, the importance of different types. Right? This idea of like Hashem made Shivim Panam the Torah, but like every person is different. And then you both made us different. And if you think about it, it's really interesting. Like everyone, you can look at your own children, right? Everyone of your children is different. My issues are all different, right? Like they all have different co-hosts and different interests and different direction and different things that, that, that they're drawn to. Why did he do that? I don't know why he did it. But the fact that he did it shows that we're all supposed to be a little different. We're all supposed to be exactly the same. Why and that's so okay. so many um, people to whom the Torah is very important reject that notion? Okay. It's a good question. It's scary. Like, I'm not going to judge anybody else, but I'll tell you, it's because it's scary. Because when I, when I allow my children or my community or whoever to, by the way, we all do it. We're all, we all do it to a certain extent. We, we also do it. We also close. It's just a question of how far we close it. Right? We, close it all, we close ourselves off also. Right? We totally do. So like, let's, right? so like everyone just closes a different level, how much they want to be, maintain the sameness. We're also very the same. Right? Yeah. Go to pick up your kids at school. We, right, I mean, the minivans, right? We're, we do a lot of things all the same. Right? It, I'm joking about it, but it's not totally a joke. No. It, that, it's reflective of a certain sameness that we all look for. And it's not, I'm, it's not all bad. But I'm just saying, we all want to be part of a group. We all make ourselves a certain way. And we all raise our children to be part of a certain group. Every community figures out how much we're comfortable with them expressing that diversity. But, but here what Hashem does is not make everyone be individuals on their own island. He's like, we just need a lot of different groups. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. And that's and it's different groups. Them from accomplishing their goal. Right. And both in terms of the tower and the city living together. There was something so horrible to God about this thing that he intervenes in this miraculous way, which God doesn't do that often. Even in the Torah. We think it happens all the time because it's the stories that we read. In the actual course of human history, it's pretty rare for God to intervene on his own to do something. This mattered to him a lot, right? And we were supposed to learn this lesson. By the way, other cultures have this story also, right? right. They've pulled this story also, and they also learn it, right? But it's such an important story. Again, you, you can take multiple approaches to it, but this approach to me, I think, is very, it's, it's very compelling, right? That it's, maybe it's not a punishment, right? It's, and and this, this concern with safa chas udvarim achadim being like, yikes, we don't, that's not something that I want. But that's what he gave us. That's the Torah. And that's the Hebrew language. But the it's Torah the is, but the Torah, but the Torah is still vast and wide. And look at the Jewish people, and we say, "Oh my gosh, why are we so weird? There's so many types of us." Someone told that they're at the, 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 the Torah. The the like, you're right, but the, but we have this challenge to see this bre- this broad group, 
which looks so different. Someone told me at Birchas Kohanim at the Kotel. He said, you cannot imagine the different types of Jews you saw at Birchas Kohanim at the Kotel. Everyone looks the same, right? The non-Jews look at us all the same. Fine, but we know we're, there's a lot of there's a lot of differentiation. So maybe and that's not and maybe that's not so bad. Maybe that's not so bad. But but uh, so we can't be unified. Okay, so it creates a challenge of unity. The, the challenge, challenge of unity is to be different and not look down on other people right. who are like you. And to respect. The whole right. challenge of life. It, the right. challenge is the challenge of the Mikdal Bovel. To recognize that unity is beautiful. Right. Right. Hey, that's great. All the same, that's not good. Right. So a balance, like everything else in life, right? And that maybe is the message of, of one of the messages, at least, of this story, is that we have to learn as we start, say for Bereshit, we start humanity, is let's recognize that the differences are really important. God made them for a reason. And we need to respect those differences and be okay with the fact that people are different and find some way to unify Maybe not even despite the differences, maybe because we, ref- because we respect those differences in each other, which is really hard to do, and it's a lifelong challenge that we all, right. are struggle- we all struggle with. But I think it's something to think about as we uh, move in, move along into Parshas Noah. But that's okay. the world today. Like I, the so world. then I don't see Hashem being successful 